Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Heal with Cat podcast. My name is Cat, and I am your host. And I am so excited this morning to be sitting in my room at my sacred space with my altar next to me and my womb tea and my Himalayan salt lamp and just feeling really inspired and have a new sense of feeling grounded in showing up for you this week on the podcast. I have this week quite a few updates to bring you, life updates, um, business updates, and really today being June 1st and just a new energetic month, it feels right to bring these updates to you. Many of you who listen to this podcast and follow me on Instagram, although it is a small and mighty and growing community, many of you have been with me from the beginning. Um, And it feels like I need to honor that journey that I've been on. You know, regardless of how many followers someone has on Instagram, you're still building a community. Even if you have just your family and friends on your Instagram, you're building a community. And when you're building community, communication is important, inclusivity is important, transparency is important. And from day one that I started Heal With Cat and really started on this journey, my goal and my intention has always been to show up exactly me. Whatever and as much as I could feel into what was exactly me at the time. So this week I'm really, I'm just really excited to be in this space with you exactly almost to the day, a year since I started Heal With Cat and doing this all publicly. And today's episode is going to be a little different than my normal episode because I do have updates. I also want to share with you my story in a synopsis and kind of the story that you'll start hearing from me more often because as I've grown in the last year and evolved, which this is a story of an evolution, my way of speaking about my life and my story has changed. And that's something I really want to share with you. So there's that. And then really excited about a new offering that I have um, that plays and ties and molds and beautifully kind of melts into the world of family constellation therapy, but it is not family constellation therapy. It is kind of taking all of my loves of what I like to do aside from FCT and bring it to you in a different form. So we'll get to that towards the middle to the end of the episode. I went to Colorado with Tyler back on May 12th, or I think it was like, yeah, No, sorry. Yep, May 12th, looking at my calendar. And we went to Colorado and we went to Denver and Boulder for like two or three days to explore the area. Since Tyler and I went to Colorado together when we were just on the, just barely started dating in March of last year, we went to my dad's house in the mountains of Colorado and we experienced this beautiful connection there. And I saw a piece of Tyler in the mountains that just absolutely blew me away. It was this complete shedding of like weight and just complete freedom. And it was just an energy in the way that he was being. And that's what I had experienced parts partly in Colorado as well. And when we came home, we moved in together, officially had a relationship, and we kind of jumped into a pretty intense beginning of a relationship, although it wasn't intense in the relationship. It was intense in the things that happened. You know, we started dating, moved in with each other and had all these big, big changes within the first year of dating. And, you know, living with someone is a huge change. But we always said that we loved Colorado, that San Diego was truly not losing its charm, but feeling a little bit dense at times. And we always had set our minds on, we're going to go to Colorado. At first we were going to move into my dad's house and then he ended up moving there like more full time. And so we kind of got moved out of that situation. And then 
we were like, okay, we're going to look at, you know, this place and that place. And we just kept saying, we want to move to Colorado. We want to move to Colorado. And we really couldn't ever <clears throat> figure out a time that felt right. Well, I feel like as the universe would have it, our rent was raised. We're going month to month now. So it's more expensive. You know, I've been pretty open about our dog situation and how stressful it can be in a two-bedroom apartment overlooking the dog park. Our dogs are not super friendly with other dogs, adorable with humans, but not with other dogs. So it felt like life was just pressuring us and pressuring us and pressuring us. And finally, I think we both kind of snapped in the last like couple of months and we're just like, all right, if we're really going to move somewhere, we need to give it a chance. And we've been looking at Phoenix and Austin and Boulder and Denver. So as of yesterday, we decided that we are going to put our 30 day notice in our apartment in San Diego and we're going to do it. We are going to go to Denver and live in Denver for 30 days. We're going to look for a more permanent home. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to be living out of our two cars and our suitcases. We are literally selling everything. And we are really, 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 really starting over. And I only got excited about it like until this morning. Like yesterday, I was like, oh my God, there's so much to do. I have to give away all these clothes and these shoes. And what are things? And what's my relationship to stuff? And I reached out to one of my very dear clients who's become a friend who lives in Colorado. And I was like, okay, I need your help now. Like I've helped you, you help me now. Like what the fuck am I going to do? She was like, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You know, growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. And she's right. San Diego is, at least for me, you know, Tyler's been here for seven years, but for me, it's my home. I literally live, I could walk about a 20 minute walk or a five minute car drive up the street to where I went to high school. The shopping center across from where I live is where I used to frequent majority of my life from middle school, elementary school, and high school. You know, my childhood home is down the street. I know this place like the back of my hand. And San Diego has always been the place that I go to when I feel like I need safety and comfort. For example, I left San Diego at 18 and moved to downtown San Francisco to pursue fashion school and really struggled with my mental health and my physical health at that time. And so when I was ready to leave San Francisco after two years or two and a half years, where did I go but back home to my safety in San Diego with all my friends, my grandparents, and just lived here. And then, you know, a few years after that, I was with my ex-husband and, you know, we wanted to kind of see if there was a future for us where my family lives or lived, sorry, in the Central Coast with um, our family's business. And so we moved up there. And then four years later, I got divorced. And where did I go? San Diego for my safety and my comfort zone. Now, I think that, you know, with this move, I have been trying to be extremely mindful of my intention for moving. And I've been trying to figure out and analyze, like, what is the reason and even Tyler and I talked about this this morning. And to be honest, the only reason that I can come back to about moving is that I have realized that San Diego is my comfort zone. It is the place that I feel the safest because I know it. And safety and comfort is very important to me given the childhood I had of the chaos all the time. And... I've moved 17, this will be 18 times since I was 18 years old. I've moved a lot. And I feel like I've gotten really comfortable at moving. Um, that's not to like different cities. That's like different homes, different places, different apartments, like still a lot. And I think I'm ready to move somewhere for the intention of getting out of my comfort zone and growing and putting roots down somewhere. Because as beautiful as San Diego is, and let me tell you, I feel like it is one of the most beautiful places in the United States. <laughs> Some of you are gonna be like, seriously, San Diego? But no, seriously, like Torrey Pines, like hiking Torrey Pines and 
meditating in the in the rocks over the ocean i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it like there are some incredibly beautiful you know idyllic spots in san diego and people come from all over the country to move here or live here or visit here and i'm leaving and i'm wanting to leave because i've realized that being in my comfort zone is not helping me grow i also feel that that comfort zone energy is 1000% playing into my relationship, my job, my career, the way that I have a relationship with my body and myself, my friendships. I just feel that I have I have lacked inspiration being in San Diego. And it's really been a message to me of if you want to really live, like if you want to really live, Sometimes that means getting outside of your comfort zone. So here I am selling our bed and our stuff and our shoes and our clothes. And, you know, really the only thing that is my intention is I'm bringing my shoes, my clothes, well, the ones that I'm keeping, which is like 20% of what I have. I'm literally getting rid of everything. I'm keeping all of my books. Like Tyler and I literally could... <laughs> have a small library in a home one day with all the books we have and my crystals and all of my shit, like all my, all my, you know, my altar stuff. And aside from that, I don't have ties to anything else selling like all of this money that you spend to put into things just so you can feel comfortable. Now I'm kind of like, okay, like now we're going to get rid of all of those things. And I definitely, feel that it's important to honor that each phase of our life requires a different level of comfort. And I just think, yeah, the evolution of life is so beautiful. So all of July and uh, first week into August, I will be living in Denver. So if any of you know people in the Denver area or even Boulder who are in the spiritual community, spiritual space, um, please send them my way on Instagram and have them DM me and let them know the connection because it's scary to restart life. You know, I'm not, um, there are a handful of people that I am leaving here that I am very sad to leave having girls night and going to sushi with my cousins and having family down the road in case anything happened. But again, it's like, who's to say that there isn't that somewhere else. And I'm not trying to replace the people that I love so much. I mean, there are two people in specific that I'm leaving here, two friends that I am just like, I will cry when I leave because aside from one of their wedding, I'm one of them is getting married this year. So obviously I'll see them again. It's not like I'm never going to see them again, but it's the comfort of knowing that they live 10 minutes from me. Like one of them, I can walk to their house. I've known one of them for almost 17 years. Like it's hard to leave that. You know, I came back to have that and now it's like starting over. So it's like, how am I going to expand and grow in this next phase of my life? And I think that's kind of what I'm searching for is, okay, where, where are you going to go? How are you going to show up in this world when you're really kind of pressured a little bit and not in a bad way, but like in the sense of I'm a diamond being pressured to, to shine, right? And right now I am a little diamond in a cave or a rock somewhere and I'm comfy and I'm happy, but there is a, a purpose that is yearning to be out in the world and shine. And so I think, you know, that's definitely my intention. Tyler is super easygoing. He's definitely a mountain dude. I just, he may not even realize this, but I feel like he gets into the mountains and he just kind of like opens up a lot. Um, I just see his energy change and shift a lot in the mountains. And he's got a, a friend out there that used to be his roommate for like five years. <clears throat> so we're going with open hearts and open minds. It's definitely scary, but that is my first update. And I'm excited now because I can taste a little bit of that expansion but it's going to be a big change. Um, so wish us luck, please. <laughs> As well, 
there are some other big changes that are showing up in my business that are long overdue, but really wanted to wait until the perfect intentional time for me to show up and perfect, I eh, don't love that word, but aligned. And that is that as of today, I am changing the outward name of my business and I am changing my Instagram handle and I am changing a, par- a few parts of my business that I'm going to get into. But I am also evolving into a new version of me and a new version of my story that I have never shared before. And I'm going to tell you what that story is, and I'm going to explain it to you. And for those of you who've been along the journey with me, you will see how different it is in some ways. And as a family constellation therapist, you know, I get into this work because the truth of the matter is I didn't always have the best experience with my family and my family did the best that they could. And I try my best not to ever, 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 ever put them on blast on my Instagram or share inappropriate stories that someone didn't give me consent to share. But also I have stories about my own life and the ways that I connect to my relationship with my family that I share with the intention of helping you and normalizing these things because I thought I was the only person in the world who was going through this stuff when I really was not. And I think it's empowering to own our stories. So my story really is that none of my life made sense until I was 28 years old. And I was standing in my bedroom after just having done my very first family constellation therapy session with Carrie, my mentor, and I was floored. I had never experienced anything like that in my life. I felt like I had unzipped everyone else's shit off of me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have been programmed to be someone completely different than who I am from one two-hour session. And I ripped my journal from underneath the bed and I like flopped on my duvet And I started swiping through page after page after page in my journal, reading back like, oh my gosh, what is me? What is not me? And I found a journal entry from a few days before, just three days before this, I had written in my journal all of the things in my life that I carried shame about. And I took my pen and I started crossing off all of the things I felt shame about that didn't feel like they were mine to begin with body image stuff, ways that I had acted, things that I chose, jobs that I chose, partners that I chose. I mean, what what that means is it, it basically came from someone else's belief system or their experiences or their stories. And in the end of going through that, I was left with three back and front pages of scribbles, leaving me with three bullet points of things I had done in my life out of my own anger that caused me to feel shame. Everything else could be pinpointed back to someone or something else. So after that day, I dove into the deepest three-year journey of understanding what happened to my family and how the effects of those happenings, quote-unquote, were showing up in me. And I became fascinated. In fact, I was just with my dad for 10 days And I said, Poppy, tell me what I was like as a kid. And he said, there is one word to describe you from the minute you came out of your mom. And it was curious. You looked around and you were like, what is this? Who is that? What is happening? And as a kid, I always used to ask why, why, why this, why that, why is this? I'm just a naturally curious person. And I like to understand why and how things happen and work the way they do. And in these three years, I have faced everything from generational birth trauma patterns, the mother wound, the father wound, immigration trauma, financial trauma, war trauma, marriage trauma, patterns of divorce and mistrust of men and eating disorders and miscarriages and losses and the suppression of the feminine voice and abandonment emotionally and physically and, you know, physical and emotional abuse and cancer and early deaths, mental illness, addiction. Like I have covered it all in the last three years. And I have probably done 
I am literally going to say I have probably done close to upwards, I would say more than 50 family constellations in the last three years. I w I'm going to say if I average about one a month, I'm going to say it's maybe up to, yeah, I would say 50, 60, 70 family constellations, which by the way is a lot considering that the average person actually averages three to five sessions in their entire lifetime. <laughs> Like on average, we see like the number of family constellations that someone shows up for when and gets enough out of to move forward is like three to five. My coaching program, It Ends With Me, is rare. I rarely get people who want to invest three months every other week of family constellation. That's a lot. It's like 10 of them. And that's kind of a lot for some people. But some people really take to this work like like I did. So yeah having done the average person goes does three to five and i have done more than 50 or 60. it's a lot and i've also tapped into a lot of the chaos of my paternal and maternal family systems within me and i've had to really touch things like anger and depression and sadness and guilt and shame and learn to accept those parts that they lived in me and I grew up hearing the phrase, you know, we don't air our dirty laundry outside the family. And I heard that a lot from my dad. And on the other spectrum of that, a lot of my other family members didn't really talk about any of the painful things, you know, of course, like it's normal. Why, why would we? But those are the things that I really wanted to understand as an adult. So as I started uncovering the past through this work, I started realizing that each uncovering of the dirty laundry was actually the gateway to the healing. And that I was gonna have to be courageous and brave enough to ask the hard questions, to lean into the hard stuff. And when I did that, I started to realize that not only had I always felt like the black sheep in my family, but I was, and I, and I don't love that term, but I do think many of us identify with that. I started to realize that I may be transforming into something more empowered, which is being the cycle breaker. And I used to laugh at stuff like that. And now I really understand what it means. And after that, that, that realization, so much of my life started to make sense because I began to understand my purpose. And not only in my family, but in this lifetime. Most of my life, I have been angry. I've struggled with depression. And I have felt like the black sheep of my family. And so as I matured as a woman and really started healing and doing the deep work, I learned to embrace the role as cycle breaker instead. And I found my purpose in breaking the patterns of my family, just like Kelly White, spiritual medium and intuitive, who told me five years ago when I had I didn't even know what FCT was, she said, you're here to break your family's cycles and patterns and trauma. You're here to like break cycles and help your family heal. And I was like, I literally said, oh, you don't know my family. Like half my family doesn't even understand me or like me. Like there's no way they would ever listen to me. I thought I was going to have to help them heal like one-on-one. -on -one. I didn't realize that FCT is the most powerful way to do that. And so I started to trust the things after being in FCT, you know, I started to feel and see during my sessions that behind each layer was just another layer of healing that no one was looking at. And if they were aware of it, they weren't even leaning into it. And so I was willing to face the things that people hid behind. I was willing to talk about the shit no one wanted to talk about. And I was taking the literal, or not really literal, but I was taking the spiritual broom and I was sweeping out from under the rug all of the things people had worked so hard to keep hidden and not talk about. I even spoke to family members that like crossed over that had like no one had spoken of in years or really acknowledged. And even when they did acknowledge them, it was out of sadness and deep pity. And I was like, why? But it's because no one had been talking about them or what happened. So no one was healing. So there was a sadness 
around these people rather than a, an honoring or an acknowledging, even if honoring feels like too much, acknowledging they're a part of the family system. And so I started embarking on this journey of making the unconscious conscious in my family in every way. And I will be honest, I did not do that for them all the time. <laughs> I did it for myself because I can't fix or heal other people. You know, this, this work is about looking at what happened to others and how it's showing up in us. And then we heal it for ourselves. But I trusted that as a result of me doing my work, the healing would ripple out into my family. And it did. And because I trust so much in the energy of this work and of ancestral healing, ripple out, it did. It did. I saw it. I have multiple examples of family members just casually being on the phone with them and saying, oh, by the way, I, I, I feel like I should mention this to you. When the day before I had done a family constellation around that same thing and no one had ever told me that. Or, you know, someone saying, um, I went to go see a shaman and I've never seen one before. And I went to this Reiki healer and it's like, whoa, all of a sudden, like people are healing in their own way. Or, you know, this person who I never thought would go to therapy is going to therapy. It's like, I'm not saying I'm responsible for those things. That's a lot of narcissistic, egoic comment, you know, like I'm not doing that. Like I said, I did this for myself. But what I do see with family constellation is that the healing does ripple out into the rest of your family system. Because especially when you're healing what happened to them and how it's showing up in you, it's almost energetic that it's going to ripple out into them. And so I started to really get excited for these, these people in my family. Like, okay, yes, I'm exhausted. Like always looking at the shit no one wants to talk about, but also what an honor it is to be of service to these people. Um, and I'm not doing all the work for them, but I know I can help guide them and, and like kind of nudge them a little bit with the work that I'm doing and being an example of the work that I'm doing. So I hope no one takes that the wrong way. I'm not in control or doing it for them, but if you've done FCT, you know, somehow this work ripples out. It's wild. And through this whole process, I started to trust myself more. And I started to feel really confident that speaking my truth and being seen in my light, albeit super uncomfortable sometimes, was the exact thing I needed to do to feel aligned with my purpose and my authenticity. And it was also the complete opposite of what any woman in my family lineage had ever done. And so now I understand that when something arises in me, whether it's a belief or an intrusive thought or a fear or a story I'm telling myself or anything that is not rooted in healing and love and compassion and Christ consciousness, really, I turn to this work for awareness and perspective and growth and healing. And it is in the depths of this work that I have been able to reach a new level, new layers of consciousness, awareness, compassion, forgiveness, and love for my family. But most importantly, and my biggest intention for working with people is love for myself, love for themselves. And that's really my deepest hope and intention for working with people is that through this work together, we can explore the stories, the pains, the traumas, the beliefs, and the patterns in the family systems and how they're showing up in the client. And then give the client, give you the dream life, like dream up a life free of these cycles of what that would look like for them and then help them go from really the journey that I went through, which is identifying as the black sheep to being an empowered cycle breaker one layer at a time. And that is, that is the story that I, that I am willing to live now. And the reason I want to change the way that I show up in my business, so that was more of my personal story, but in regards to my business and the way that I talk about things or label myself, the whole reason for this change is because I am ready to express myself deeper and more authentically to who I am. And I will say that Heal With Cat was born on my yoga mat 
in my studio apartment when I was completely single, just awakening to my relationship with spirit three and a half years ago, three years ago, and really starting to see my soul and understand my soul. And I'll never forget, I was using the Starseed Oracle deck and I pulled a card that said I was a healer and I, and I was like reading the description and I thought to myself, I had this like divine moment and download where I was overcome with emotion and knowing. And I was like, I'm here to heal. I'm here to be a healer. I remember who my soul is. I remember who I am. And Heal with Cat was a, at a beginning, it was a, it was a beautiful preliminary introduction to the world of who, not only who I am, but who I knew I was at that time, to the extent of who I knew who I was, what I wanted to do with my life, how I wanted to be seen. And it was a dip of my toe into the idea of, will people accept me for who I am outside of who people wanted or expected me to be? I'm going to repeat that again because I think that is an important question for all of us to ask ourselves. Will people accept me for who I am outside of who people wanted or expected me to be? So how many of you are living parts or all of your life? Because at one point in my life, in my life I, all of the parts of me were for other people. How many of you are living parts or all of your life where you're needing to be seen and validated and just to belong and fit in. It could be a job or a relationship or a pattern or behavior. It could be drinking. It could be vaping. It could be whatever, whatever you want it to be. Addiction to addiction to working or, you know, the way you dress, the way you feel, the way you look. We all struggle with that. And it's a hard reality to face because change is scary and we have we have cemented in our minds, our bodies, our subconscious and our spirits that who we are today and the parts of us that are not aligned with our truth, they have to stay the same because it's too scary to know what life would be like if we just shifted two degrees. Sometimes that two degree shift is scary enough. And so I, I lived with that my entire life. And then stepping into Heal with Cat, you know, I don't know even really why I chose that name, but it felt right for the time. And it was beautiful. And it was exactly who I needed to be for the last three years. It was like me gauging how much of my truest self I could be, how much of my truest self I even knew about, because I had just really discovered this side of me, even though I, I knew it was always in me. It was like coming out slowly like lava. But in that, I also evolved massively. And Heal with Cat isn't a true representation of who I am anymore. In fact, in the last like six months, I would see Heal with Cat or HWK, right? And and I would see it as my business name. And I started to feel embarrassed of the name a little bit. I wanted to see my real name up there. I wanted to be seen fully for who I am. Because Heal with Cat isn't just about healing. It has become so much more than that now. And I felt like Heal with Cat was really limiting me because I could feel more of me wanting to come through. And so I started allowing myself to have a more authentic voice. And so also in the last three years, I have discovered so much more about myself and learned so many new tools that I can support clients with. And I learned that part of my superpower is using my voice, like speaking, talking to people, supporting people in their truth without judgment or shame and teaching and guiding people and sensing and feeling and my ability to see and understand patterns and accepting that part of my intuitive gift is that I just know things about other people in their lives and in, in, in their family line. 
Like I can hear someone speak about their struggles and I start to intuit and hear ages. I see masculine and feminine energies. I just receive information in support of clients to help them take what feels messy and make it clear so they feel empowered to understand what happened to them and how they can heal within. And when I first tapped into my intuitive gifts, I was like a two-year-old with a lollipop for the first time. I was just running around and sticking that lollipop on everything. And I was like picking up everyone's energy and I was reading into things and I would get good information and bad information, information I didn't understand. And it was just like Pandora's box. And now my intuition and I have a really deep conscious relationship where when I'm not in a sacred space, I'm not reading someone's energy. In fact, I have set such strong boundaries with spirit and my intuition that anything that I hear or sense or feel outside of a sacred ceremonial space, whether it's in session with someone or whether I'm sitting down, I'm opening up my energies and I'm really intentionally connecting with something as if it were to be a session. Anything I hear outside of that, I question and I don't always take for, I take it with a grain of salt. Like I don't take it for face value. I don't take it as that's my intuition. And I've learned to question it. When I'm in session with someone and I'm in that space, many of you have experienced this. It just comes through. So that's, that is the difference between, I feel like the heel with cat version of me was like that little kid with a lollipop, just sticking it onto everything and picking up everything as it goes. It's all like dusty and there's hair on it. And there's like last week's, you know, post-it note on there. Like, you know, like I just picked up everything. And now as Cat Dow, I am like in this more queen energy of like, I know how to use my intuition for the highest and best good of all. And I know how to protect myself from other energies. And I have clean, clean and cleanse energetic hygiene like i take very good care of myself now and heal with cat didn't have that level of conscious awareness but in reconnecting with cat dao with myself i started to see and understand that a lot more and so me changing my name to cat dao on instagram and in my business and embracing who i am you know it's it's really an evolution of myself from one phase of my life into the next And I have had this fear, and this is really vulnerable for me to share, but it is what it is. This is my truth. I have had this fear for a long time that runs deep in my own relationship with my family. And it's a fear to use my last name. Some people who listen to this may know this and some may not, but at least in my bubble of the world that I have been hyper fixated on, the idea that people who followed me would recognize my last name. And my family has a really successful business in the wine industry. And here I am, you know, I was working in that business for six years. And to be very honest, I don't like to drink like nine times out of 10. It doesn't feel good for me and my body. And I spent six years not listening to myself and not aligning with my truth and pushing myself into doing things I didn't want to do and I suffered physically and mentally. I don't align with hustle culture and that business runs on it and it has to. There are some businesses out there, I believe, thrive on certain energies to be successful. It's not that they can't be successful without that energy, but that business runs on hustle culture. And there were so many, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's not for me. There were so many parts of myself that didn't align with the business of wine. But the real reason I was there was because of my family. I was living and breathing loyalty and duty to my family because they're my family and I love them. And they gave me an opportunity. I adore my family, even in the struggles that we have. They're my family. Like I wouldn't be here without them. And I loved talking about my family every day in my job. And I had a strong social media presence in that world. I was blasted all over that Instagram page with 40 plus thousand followers. And I lived in that for six years, you know? I traveled the world. I had this really fun lifestyle, but at times it felt like I had to box myself into telling a story that was pretty and marketable and sociable. And it felt incredibly limiting to me. And at times, you know, there were moments where 
people in marketing meetings would kind of lend to the idea of shape-shifting the story a little bit in order to be more marketable. And they would say, well, you know, it's, it's, you kind of get what I'm saying, right? And I would just be like, no, like, this is my family. Like, I would think about my grandparents and I would just be like, no. And luckily, no one ever really went far off the deep end with the family story. Everyone kind of, my dad and my uncle really do a beautiful job of making sure things really stay in truth. But I witnessed people trying to mold it and change it. And I would leave meetings and I would just feel disgusting inside. I would be like, I have to protect my family. But what it really also did is it... (laughs) It put a fire under my ass to start getting really curious about what kind of life I wanted to live. Like, who am I really if I don't like this all the time? And who do I want to be seen as if this is not how I want to be seen? And like, what is important to me? You know, why do I always walk away from meetings and I feel frustrated and stuck and angry and and dense and confused? And I was really embarrassed when I left the family business to use my last name with this new line of work that I'm in because this was this is so far off the beaten path of what my family had paved. And I was afraid I would embarrass my family too. Like they were very supportive of me leaving and I was afraid people would like google me or search me on Instagram and they would see, you know, me doing family constellation therapy and reiki healing and think that I was betraying my family or going against my family. But in reality, I left to help my family even more. I was helping my family heal. And I was just afraid of judgment around being spiritual. And I was afraid that it would be off-putting for people in the wine world, you know, and, and looking at it in such a different way now, a year and a half after leaving, who cares? Like, what, like a handful of people from the wine industry follow me on Instagram? But I've built a community far beyond that. But I was really doing a disservice to myself and not allowing myself to be who I am. And that had evolved over time. And that had to evolve over time, actually. Because I know who myself is. Like, I know who I am. But me now, three years ago, would have felt foreign. And it would have been scary. And I couldn't own Cat Dow three years ago. And as some of you know, I did a a subconscious hypnosis, wow, can't say that, with with my higher self a couple months ago with my friend Dana, who's wonderful. I just love her. And my 55th and very last question for my higher self was, why did I choose the name Catherine Marie Dow? Because I believe we choose our names and our life blueprints before we come back to earth. And I've never really liked the name Catherine. I never really understood why, you know, like, why do I have such an old lady name? You know what I mean? And my higher self and my soul's response was so beautiful. It completely shifted in me the energy of the embarrassment of owning who I am to complete awe of just how beautiful life really, really unfolds. So Catherine means pure. And I always saw it in a religious text of like purity. And I never really aligned with that because I'm very sacral, very sensual, very creative, expressive human being. And when when you piece in the entirety of my name, you know, it makes sense pure. I'm going to explain it in a second. But I always thought of purity as like a nun. And I'm like, yo, I am no nun. Let me tell you that. So Catherine means pure. My higher self was like, you can spin it however you want. Cat, Catherine, whatever. Marie is the name of my paternal grandmother, who I'm looking at a picture of her now on my altar. She was incredibly intuitive and spiritual. And I love that I'm carrying her lineage in my name and her power and her memory. And also, you know, it's tied to to Mother Mary, Marie, Mary. So love that. And Tao in Lebanese means light. So when you piece together my name, it literally translates to a pure light of my lineage connected to Mother Mary. And to take it even deeper, my baptismal name, because I was born and raised Catholic, when you get baptized, you get like another name. So I have like four names, is Bernadette. 
who is the saint that saw the Virgin Mary in Lourdes, France. And you all know how deeply I am connected to Mother Mary. She is my mama. She is, I miss her as if I've known her my whole life. I just love her. I have her all over the place. So when I came out of the hypnosis and I listened to that consciously for the first time, I just cried. Like, how could I hide behind Heal with Cat anymore when Cat Dao is me? Pure light. I am pure light. I am an energy worker. I am a healer. I am a soul. And I thought that maybe some of the struggles I experience in my life is because I'm not tapping into the power of my true name. So why this feels so significant to me is because my entire life, I never felt like a light. I never felt light. I felt a lot of darkness. I felt a lot of shadow. And so to be here after I've been on this almost 10 year journey of healing, but really in the last three doing the deepest work I've ever, 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 ever done on myself. Part of my evolution is realizing that I have and always will be light. And what happened to my family was passed down to me. And what happened to me is what I carried as a shadow and darkness and depression for a very long time, for 20 plus years of my life. And I thought that being sad and depressed and struggling that much was just part of my life. I I literally thought I was never going to escape it and I had to just get through life, get by, band-aid everything. Hence why I... I believe I struggled with suicidal ideations for so much of my life. My life was so heavy and I was so angry. And I used to sit and think, if my life feels this heavy now, what the fuck is the future going to feel like? Like, this is going to suck. I do not know how I'm going to go. I've gone 20 something years like this. How am I going to go the rest of my life like this? I didn't understand souls or evolution or anything that I understand now. And in this journey of awakening, I was met with so much light over and over again. And I never allowed myself to receive it because I thought it was separate from me. I thought I was darkness and I thought I'm not good enough to receive or have that kind of light or this will never be my life. And today I can tell you that it all makes sense now. I look back and I understand exactly why all of those things happened to me and why I chose certain people or jobs or made other choices in my life. Because the lens I was seeing them through was my trauma, my negative beliefs and stories, and I never knew what a life was like to see things brightly and full of light and love and that things do work out for me. That I don't need to connect to, you know, this plug of a light and I can unplug from it. I can be a source of light for myself and my own life because I am light. It's not just because of my name. You are light too. We are all made a light. And life doesn't have to be so heavy all the time. And I realize it's up to me to make different choices and to show up differently. And what really catapulted all of that was getting divorced for almost five years ago. But most of all, I think the biggest lesson I learned in owning Cat Dow and being okay to walk away from Heal with Cat is that it's okay to be light. It's okay to let go of that old identity who clung to the sadness and the darkness and the pain and the old stories that kept me down in, in a box. And it's been a very slow journey of allowance. I will tell you that. I go back and forth at times. I'm constantly trying to accept that I can be someone else, that I can be different. And learning how to receive light has come to me and reconnect with my light is through energy work. Kundalini changed my life. Reiki did as well. But to be light for myself, you know, I'm really working on my solar plexus right now and I really have a deep relationship with the sun. And I'm learning how to shine brightly in my life and in my work and to be seen as a light, but to also validate that my pain, just like your pain, was so much a part of my purpose of how I came into who I am today and how I came into my work. I didn't see that I, I don't know, I didn't have to completely live in this false reality of light that maybe portrayed a a picture perfect person, right? 
like the things that happened to me were really always in service to me in my evolution. And this is why I like the idea of blueprints so much, soul blueprints, because when you take a step back, you see that, and this is usually after all the pain happens is when people wake up to the idea of a blueprint, not always, but sometimes, that you created a lot of these moments in your life for your soul's evolution. And without them, we cannot discover our light. And without them, I wouldn't have said a year ago, I'm tired of so much darkness. I'm ready to start a business. I'm ready to be seen in this world as a teacher and a thought, a thought leader and not someone who just exists in a student of suffering, basically. And that's what I was before Heal with Kat. And I think it's important to mention that there are going to be dark and rainy days again. There still have been. I just came out of three months of it. But the way that I move through them now is a softer and more gentle approach of taking care of myself and mothering myself as opposed to what I used to do, which is beat myself down more for it. Now I get to validate myself a lot more and stand up for how I feel, even when it's uncomfortable. And now I get to seek help through a community of beautiful people and even spiritual beings that are in service to my growth too. And that is all about connecting to light. And we all connect with light in different ways, even if we don't realize it. So the difference is that my story is not just survival and struggle and darkness and depression and sadness anymore. My story is these things happened to me as a result of the things that happened before I was even a conscious thought in someone's story and they were continued unconsciously until I was born. And my soul before coming in said, no more, this ends with me. And from there, I took all of the things that happened to me as a result of that trauma, and I turned it into growth and evolution and empowerment and strength and cycle breaking, abundance, lessons, love, love, like so, 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 so much more. It's like a garden I've been cultivating for the last, 10 years, but really the last three. And I've honored everything that I consciously know about what happened before me. Honoring it all. I'm acknowledging it all. I'm observing all the ways they show up in me, good, bad, ugly, pretty, and I am addressing one at a time. I have become the freaking Joan of Arc of my story. Hence why I use her so much in my work. She is, I feel her with me all the time. And in my own way, layer by layer, I move through the pain. And I have become so steadfast in that journey that reconnecting to my light reminds me that not everything has to be painful in a struggle. And I do all of this so that me and the generations after me don't have to struggle as deeply and suffer the way that I did. That is my story. Like I own all parts of it in its whole entirety. And I thought that discovering that to be my own personal story that, you know, I want to inspire other people to feel that same way. And while there are thousands of modalities that assist people in that, I chose FCT because that's what changed my life. And this is why I'm so passionate about this work, because it took me from my darkest depths and it brought me into my own light. And it unpacked a lot of heavy baggage I was carrying around with me. And the work helped me to stop repeating so many patterns and old beliefs and cycles. It helped me to stop over identifying with people in my family and repeating their same life stories completely unconsciously. And it zoomed out of my day to day of my pain and my darkness that I was in. And it helped me look at life from 30,000 feet. And the awareness that I hold now about what happened in my family and how it was showing up in me gave me the strength to truly, truly, truly do the real fucking work to change my life. Because before three years ago, like I said, I've been on a spiritual journey for 10 years, but it was like, it was, it was thought, it was knowing, but it wasn't embodying and living. So this is what this evolution of me is all about. It's not just an Instagram handle name change and showing my face more and speaking about life through the lens of generational trauma and healing. 
I am exuding like a new energy that allows more people than just my best friend, my healers and my boyfriend to see me in all of my truth. With that comes owning my last name more and having it be more than just a sign on some building or a logo on a bottle. It means light. I come from a lineage of light. I was born into this family and I chose this family because this family was going to be in service to my soul's evolution. And how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? So there's that. There's, there is what I wanted to share with you about what is shifting with me. I'm just going to own it. My name is Kat Dow. Heal with Cat is kind of taking a different role now. <laughs> so thanks for staying along on that journey. But you're probably wondering, all right, Cat, get to the point, like, <laughs> how is your business going to change? What are the things we need to know? What is this new offering? And if you're new here, this is what I offer. So the 30 minute free discovery call is probably the number one booked thing I have in my offerings. The discovery call is not just for new new people, potential clients who want to talk to me about FCT, what they're struggling with, if FCT can help them and kind of give them some free guidance on what to do, you know, if you're new to this work. Um, but the discovery call can be used for current clients who want to just chat about something they may be going through and they want to know how FCT can support them in this specific, you know, in this specific way. It's free. You get three free min 30, 30 free minutes with me. So definitely book that. Current clients, new clients, previous clients, whoever. What I did get rid of is the 60-minute FCT session. So I still have the 120 minutes, which is two hours, and then an hour and a half, which is 90 minutes. And I also have three and five pack options for people as well. And I only offer three and five pack sessions because, like I said earlier in the the podcast, people average between three and five sessions. There are some people who love this work so much, they want to go into 10 or 12. And that's beautiful. Um, and both of those offer discounts as well for the package. But what I'm really, 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 really excited to announce, and you may have seen it on my Instagram already, maybe why you're listening to this podcast episode. But I created a new offering and a new service called the Ancestral Chakra Reading. And this is something I've been working on for quite a while as I have been studying the development of the chakras and how psychology plays a huge role in the chakra system while also diving deeper into my relationship with light and energy in the last six months. And what I love about the chakras is that we can use the psychology of the chakras to understand how each one functions, heals, takes in information, processes, develops, amongst so much other stuff. And the chakras don't just deal with the energetics of our bodies, but they often will show up physically as a means to, you know, with like physical symptoms or little red flags of getting our attention of what needs intention and healing. Like, hey, look over here. Like, let's see how you're holding on to or carrying this thing that happened to you. And now it's become bad enough that your physical body is storing it. And now we really have to address this shit. Like, that's how the chakras can help you. Um, and the chakras are tied into so many other energetic pathways. Like it's not just, you know, the seven or the 12, but you know, I'll get into that because we know that thanks to books like the body keeps score and leaders like Peter Levine, the body stores all of our experiences, including the emotions. And this is exactly why I adore working with the chakras because they are just the most magnificent tool for understanding the full wholesome spectrum of our internal world and how it's affecting our external world. So this is gonna be an amazing tool for people who are curious to do a deeper dive into where their ancestral trauma is showing up physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually in all of those kinds of bodies, right? Your physical body, your energetic body, your mental body. And this can be for anyone who is new to the healing journey and just purely wants to understand like where to start or really for anyone who is steadily doing this work and is ready for a deeper dive, new perspective, specific messages around a certain subject. And with that, 
spirit, my intuition, my higher self, your higher self, I'm connecting to all of those, will provide tools, messages, patterns, physical ailments, and even people in your family system that I sense may have blocks that are showing up in you and how to support you in healing it. So I'm really excited. I go through each of the chakras. I start at the crown and I go through each and every one and sense into what information wants to come through each one. I provide a little bit of healing and cleansing with spirit through each one as well. So you do get a little bit of a healing and um, I'm just so excited. So that is live. That is here. That is, that is up on my booking page on Acuity through the link in my bio on Instagram. And also I'll link it in the show notes. And then um, I posted about it on my Instagram so you can read all about it. I'm just so excited. This is how I specifically tap into ancestral trauma. In fact, when people are, if you've ever done an FCT with me and you're standing on a paper, I'll say, what color are you seeing right now? And I'll set the intention to, if they're seeing a color that it corresponds to a certain chakra and people will say blue or purple or no color. And so it's really interesting. I've always loved the chakras. I have a deep reverence and respect for them. Um, I find that I easily can tap into them. I learned how to do intuitive readings with Nikki Novo through the chakras as well. Um, So why not use it for ancestral healing? You know, I just, I just love it. So there's that, the ancestral chakra reading. Speaking of chakras, I will continue to do the group chakra meditations and long distance healing circles once a month for $25 for people who want that option instead. Uh, We are going on month three and strong right now. And I'm about to announce, um, or if I, I think I may have already announced when we're doing it. Let me pull it up on my calendar here. We are going to do the next chakra circle on, I don't even have it on here. Refer to my Instagram. (laughs) Refer to my Instagram. I think I said June 4th, if I'm being, I'm being honest. I think I said June 4th. So tentatively June 4th is when it's coming. Um, so you can join that now that again, link in my bio, go to my scheduling page and you can book it there or my stories. Um, and by the way, with the ancestral, um, chakra reading. So here's how it works. I do the session on my own. So you decide how you'd like me to send over the information. So when you book it on my website, you fill out a little intake. I ask you a few questions that gives me what I need to know for the reading. So it's basically an intuitive reading of your chakras and I'm just sensing and pulling ancestral information that wants to come forward. And then I can deliver it to you via WhatsApp for my business, WhatsApp or email. And as of now, I just, I don't feel aligned to do follow-up calls on the information because that requires so much more time and it would require me to to up the price of the session. And for now, as I've just launched this, I feel like this is a good place to start and a good price to start at. It may change in the future depending on the popularity of the session, but for now, I like it. Um, A couple updates on the other offerings that I have. Um, It ends with me, the (laughs) three-month coaching container that I have is still active. It's still on the website. The podcast is actually going to stay the Heal with Cat podcast right now. I think it's just fitting for now. I don't feel like I need to change it. It's kind of cute. I've already built a whole thing around it. Um, I don't really feel like I need to change it. So Heal with Cat podcast it is. And the last session update that took me forever to decide what to do with is the microdose component of my work. Uh, Many of you know I'm a microdose practitioner and facilitator, and I was trained through Axis Mundi, which is the best of the best in my opinion. And I tried to think of unique ways to incorporate this in my daily work aside from my microdose and FCT six-week program that is launching on July 3rd, by the way, the second group cohort. But you know what, for right now, it just seems appropriate to just keep it, keep microdosing in that, in that program. It also feels aligned right now because it's like so specific to a desire that someone would have and it requires like a lot of collaborative work. So like I said, for those of you who don't know yet, that next group for the microdose and FCT six-week program is starting on July 3rd and I am super duper duper excited because it's going to be a group for the first time 
It's the second time I've offered this program, but this is the first time I'm doing it in a group, which was, by the way, a request of you all. So the first time I launched it, it was a one-on-one -on -one program. But here we are months later, six months later, with tons of feedback of a group request. So I'm going to link it in the show, show notes to learn more information about that if you want. But what I will say is that if someone invests in the coaching program, I will add a microdosing protocol component for free if you're interested. So why not? But um, yeah, I think, I think my plan moving forward from here, aside from all of this, is just to continue building community for, for us all. Like I want you to be able to meet and chat with and hang with and share stories with and have a place to vulnerably share what's going on in your world and your healing and your families and, and feel like you're not alone because you're not, you're truly not. And it's empowering and it's supportive and it's helpful and it's healing to meet other souls from all around the world and to experience new connections and friends that you never thought you'd make that would impact your life. Like, I know that every time I join a group of some kind, I always walk away with at least one person that I meet and it's always for a reason. Even if we're not like the best of friends, it's like you just make an awesome connection with someone that you really care about and like. So yeah, that is it, my friends. Crazy, crazy times. The, oh, it's 11.11 right now. Look at that. Um, wild, actually. So yeah, big move, name change. Um, oh, last but not least, I should add that my website is now catdow.com and my IG handle is cat underscore dow. Um, if you, I'm trying to get it to connect. So if you go to healwithcat.com, I'm trying to get it to connect over to catdow.com. Um, but the Instagram, if you just type in catdow, D-A-O-U. So there you have it. That is it. That is my big change. It feels big to me. You know, for some of you, it's, it's not a life-changing experience, but you do get to learn more about me and, and how I'm showing up. And there's going to be more exciting things coming down the line, especially once we get settled in our move, our temporary move, at least. I mean, we're interested in kind of Phoenix and Austin and we're going to kind of see where the road is going to take us. But for now, Colorado, uh, living month to month in Airbnbs until we can find a more permanent place. But once we kind of get settled in this new chapter, I've got a lot of other things coming that I have been working on in my cocoon phase and in my incubator phase as Nikki Norenberg, my business coach told me. And when the time is right, they will come out into the world and meet you hopefully where you're at on your journey. But for now, thank you for meeting me where I'm at on mine, supporting me, sending me clients, being my client, supporting my work, learning about FCT, and just being a part of this community. Um, I think in a world where everyone is trying to push and sell and change and force and blah, 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 you know, like so much just crazy energy. This little world of what was once Heal with Cat, which is now just my little community on Instagram, it feels safe. It feels good. It feels like we've got each other. And I hope that you all get the opportunity to meet one another. I can think of 10 people right off the bat right now that like are just my, my regulars, my OGs, and would love for all of you to meet each other one day in an event or in a ceremony or just in a place where you can all feel safe and know that you can heal in a safe and loving way and belong to a tribe of people that is for your highest and best good and full of love. So with that, thanks for making it on another week of the Heal With Cat podcast. I don't know when I'll be back on this thing, maybe soon, but until then, sending you all of my love and gratitude.